Good afternoon, doctors, and welcome to the Sean Steele Podcast. Today's special guest is Dr. Michael Price. And remember, if you have a question at any time, press the number one on your touchdown phone, and we'll get to those in the order that they are received. Excellent, Dr. Sean Steele. Thanks very much for uh, joining us today. Uh, it's the end of the year. Uh, for most of us, I think it was, it was a good year. Uh, we think that 2019 in personal injury in California is going to be a really, really good and productive year because we're a lot smarter than we were a year ago, five years ago, ten years ago. Today, our, uh, we call this a, 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 a podcast, something we haven't done before, but we are now going to be part of the podcast communities. That means you're, you can access these programs anytime you want to, but also on our website. SeanSteele.com, uh, and from there you'll find a, just a lot of information, forms and letters and how to get your uh, personal injury pay, uh, lien paid by, by dishonest lawyers, how to get your med pay. That's all under SeanSteele.com. There's a big section of our new website for, for doctors uh, only. And then we also feature Sean Steele University, which we're going to be uh, branding and making much more public, where you can get 16 hours of CE education approved by 36 states, and now Pennsylvania, that's our 37th state, uh, for uh, information on continuing ed requirements. And you can do that from the luxury of home with your laptop. I wouldn't suggest you do it during the uh, Super Bowl, but you can do it anytime you want to, and you can get your hours in that way, too. We've got a new one coming out on legal ethics for two hours that's in the incubator now. Today we've got Dr. Michael Price, somebody I really, really enjoy, a new friend. I've been working with him professionally. Uh, Dr. Price, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, I understand uh, you're an orthopedic surgeon, but not, not a normal orthopedic surgeon. You actually taught at the world-famous Emory uh, University Medical School, uh, and you were an assistant professor. How long did that last? Uh, I was there for about three years, from 2003 to 2006. And what fields, what specifically were you teaching? Well, I was teaching uh, residents how to refine their skills in surgery on, you know, everything from the foot, you know, all the way to the shoulders and head, everything in between. Wow, that's quite a bit. And then I noticed your board certifications. You've been board certified by the American Board of Orthopedic Surgery, which is a big deal. Uh, what percentage of orthopedists actually qualified to be board certified? Do you happen to know? Well, uh, most of the practicing orthopedic surgeons are board certified, particularly if they're involved in any med legal uh, cases, per certainly personal injury. You just wouldn't. You wouldn't really fly right if you weren't board certified in that field. Ah, oh, I see. So if if the orthopedist that you're working with, doctors, is not board certified, that's a question mark and a downstat. So you expect a competent doctors that not only treat patients and are excellent surgeons, but also can uh, appear in court and, and put a good record together. It has to be or has to be uh, board certified. So so that's good. You're also a fellow of the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgery. What's the difference between being a fellow of the academy and being a certified board member? Well, once you receive board certification, they like to see that you maintain the certification for a certain period of time and uh, stay stable in the locations that you work in. So after a few years, they give you the opportunity to become a fellow uh, it just means you're kind of stable in your field. 
Okay, so you're not running from New New Hampshire to the Caribbean, South Africa, and back to New York City. So okay, that okay, right. so that get, that gives you a little more uh, status and a, and a standing. Now, in addition, uh, you have practice centers. Uh, where do you practice uh, your your craft? Uh, practice in Newport Beach, Long Beach, and Bakersfield, California. Well, that's three different counties, and Bakersfield is pretty rare. Uh, so uh, doctors that are listening from Bakersfield, you got a friend, uh, and I know this man. He's been coming to a number of our lectures uh, as well and very, very friendly with chiropractic, and that's why he's, he's, on, he's on the show today. Uh, doctor, uh, the subject I want to do is a little bit different. Normally, we'll have a highly pedigreed uh, medical doctor of, a, of an important field, uh, and we say, well, you know, what can you do and how do you work with chiropractors? And that's good. We, we need to learn that and we're going to discuss that today too. But, um, there is, there's always a challenge for chiropractors to work with any medical doctor they don't know too well. Uh, and, and so I break it down into two categories. In our recent PIA email alert, which you should have in your uh, mailbox right now, we just sent it out. Our PI, it's our PI email alert. We send it out to uh, our chiropractors. We have a huge, huge list, and it's extremely accurate. If, if you're not getting it and you think you should, please email me, seansteel at seansteel.com. That means my server is not talking to your server, and we'll just recalibrate it. But uh, we, today we focus on uh, problems that, that good chiropractors might have with a good medical doctor, but they're not communicating. And, and some of those problems uh, p- can be pretty pedestrian, pretty pretty straightforward. Uh, and so I want to know how we solve that so that uh, everybody's happier with the experience. So, for example, uh, we'll call a really good guy who, who made a very good impression, a good medical doctor, and then we're told uh, the first appointment uh, for your patient will be March 1st of 2019. How do we solve that? <laughs> Is there any way to solve that problem? But the, well, uh, the, the, the long wait because the because the medical doctor is too busy. How do we solve that if, if there is a way? Well, I I think you hit on the the key component is communication, and I'll, I'll just sort of give you some of my mistakes that I made because uh, I've been doing personal injury for about twenty years, mm-hmm. and some of the mistakes I made early was just that I would give patient an appointment that was far out or. I didn't send a copy of my report and MRI findings to the chiropractor, uh, and it, it's just—it's just a—it's not that I intentionally was, you know, delaying things. It's just that's how most physicians sort of normally operate. So I think as long as the chiropractor is communicating with the surgeon or the physician they're referring to, that hey, listen, this is. You know, this is of high importance. It's, you know, I would like a quick report. The attorney would like a quick report. Then you'll find that most physicians will accommodate. So I, I think the main thing is to don't be fearful or concerned about contacting the the surgeon uh, to let them know that. And I, I what I've seen it, and it happened with me too, because once the chiropractor approached me and said, "Hey, Mike, by the way, you're kind of you're kind of hurting me here. I need to." You need to see the patient faster, and I'd like copies of the reports and the MRIs. Then, then I was like, oh, gosh, okay, well, I, I didn't realize I was, you know, impeding your progress. So that's, that's the biggest thing right there is just communication. 
Well, that is a huge insight, and I, I applaud you for your honesty. It's <laughs> Most of the medical doctors that I met that are highly credentialed really have a high approach for themselves, <laughs> and there's no self-doubt. That's very honest, and I appreciate that. What happens, of course, is that uh, unless you've got an acute fracture case where you need immediate help, uh, you know, maybe you don't need a report right away because it, it may be a complicated treatment syndrome, but a lot of our patients go through several stages of recovery, and I think the golden time to see any patient in a moderate to serious collision, not a minor accident, not, we're not talking to doctors today about minor accidents where there's no emergency room, no damage to the car, patient's pretty healthy, uh, no other care is needed. Sometimes they wait a while. Those are called small cases, and many times I call them cash patients, not a personal injury superior court case. But we're talking about something, you know, good impact, cars towed, that sort of thing. Uh, I'd like to get that patient in front of a smart MD within 30 days of the accident so they have symptoms. The worst thing in the world is to send the patient at the end of care when they're feeling 90% better, they're on their way to a tennis match, and they just got finished playing 18 you know, rounds of golf. Uh, then they send them to the orthopedist. There's nothing for the orthopedist to do, evaluate, or look at. It's a silly referral. The orthopedist has nothing to say, and the patient's wondering why he's there too. So, so, so the the speed is important. Now, if the if a good ortho is waiting, you know, you have to wait longer than thirty days. That's a heck of a problem because you're going to get a patient with a lot less symptomology for the MD to comment on. And so, just it's practical. And uh, so, uh, Doctor Price, I have that problem with you, and you have uh, a staff that's important. Pledge Medical, who you work with in Long Beach and in. Uh, uh, in, in uh, Newport Beach, uh, is smart. Uh, they have a team approach. Patients don't have to wait. They come in, they get looked at. It's a very quick examination, but at least you don't have to wait. And then the chiropractor gets his report how long, generally? Uh, yeah, usually the chiropractor has a report back in 48 to 72 hours. Uh, the staff that we have is, you know, kind of using the example I told you about, about kind of learning as I go, everybody's acutely aware that even the transcriptionists, that those reports have to go out right away and be distributed uh, appropriately to not just the referring chiropractor but also the attorney. That That's 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 wild. I mean, that 48 hours, 72 hours is golden. Uh you know, I, I, I pay my staff, and, and doctors, I want you to hear this. I pay my staff $10 in cash every time you send a report into us. We're so desperate to get your reports, and reports are not the favorite things for chiropractors to do. Uh, and by the way, uh, uh, we should note and, and make, a, make a private note of this. Uh, we uh, will send you a template of how to do a comprehensive PI report based upon bullet points in three pages. So if you're if you want to find a smart shortcut that is comprehensive but without all the fluff, let me know and I'll send it to you for free and for fun and, and you'll find that it's a, it's a lot it's, it's meaningful it's effective and and, and it'll it'll work. Um, now, doctor, there's there's other issues that we run into um, that sometimes a mistake is made by by the medical doctor. And he might actually, because he's busy, uh, he's dictating his report, uh, the transcriptionist gets it, and she puts down the wrong sex. A lot of our patients have gender-neutral names, like Sean. 
so they'll put down the wrong sex. What should the chiropractor do when it's the wrong date of accident or it's a wrong sex or something that's objectively not accurate? Well, uh, you know, this is, again, comes down to a communication issue. And uh, I think that the chiropractors will find that most surgeons are very responsive if there's just a phone call and say, hey, by the way, we noticed this was a little inconsistent with the facts. Can you ask your transcription to, you know, redo it and uh, resend out an amended report with these things corrected? I, I you, You'll probably find the response is very good because that, that does happen, uh, and it can be easily corrected with a communication. Okay. And in your case, uh, you have the backup of a, of a well-organized uh, group called Pledge Medical. There's, there's good groups all over. And instead of calling Dr. Price, uh, I would call, and this is what I do, I'd call Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, we got Jennifer Lopez working at uh, J-Lo herself, working at, uh, uh, at Pledge Medical. And you call her and say, hey, look, uh, Jennifer, we got this issue on this patient uh, that was seen a week ago. Uh, can you correct the record? And she'll talk to Dr. Price and get it done. Is that is that your experience? Yeah, it's as long as it's not you know you're not changing a medical opinion. If it's just a, a fact factual statement like age, sex, right. those are pretty easy to change. I, most medical staffs will respond pretty well to that. Now let's go to that medical diag- uh, medical opinion. Let's say the chiropractor says, "I know this patient. I've treated her for 20 years." And she really has, uh, you know, she's got a cervical problem and a right shoulder problem. But the report comes back, not you, Dr. Price, but, but the orthopedist talks back, uh, writes back, mentions nothing about the shoulder, mentions nothing about the neck, but, but dwells on the low back. Mm-hmm. So we got, so you would, uh, who, who then should the chiropractor talk to if we have completely different perceptions about the patient's injury mechanisms? Okay, that's a great question. Uh, now, that would require a uh, doctor-to-doctor discussion. So, uh, because typically, you know, you can't go back and alter your notes once you, you know, issue them. So, what you would do is say, hey, you know, listen, uh, this is what, what we believe is going on, or I, I believe this occurred. The next time, can, can we have the patient come back and see you? You can make, at this time, you can say, you know, the patient, in addition, is complaining of neck and shoulder pain uh, and then include that in the next report. And then even you can even say the patient failed to mention. So, in addition, they are now mentioning their neck and shoulder hurts. That way there's no, like, inconsistency in saying one thing one time and something else, and else the next time. It's better to just say... Okay, maybe the patient didn't mention it or, or failed to emphasize how important it was, uh, and it can be an additional comment in the next note. This is golden. Doctors, listen to what's going on here. We have a clear communication gap between uh, uh, the medical doctor and the chiropractor. So the first thing to do is to get the MD on the phone. Now, sadly, chiropractors, you're going to find out some of these MDs will not get on the phone. They're too darn busy. And that, that's a serious issue. Uh, so I would probably go, if I was a chiropractor, I'd call J-Lo and I'd say, J-Lo, this isn't just a technical problem. We're, we're missing the boat here. We got a shoulder and neck. Doctor didn't comment on that. Uh, she'll, re- she'll bring that to Dr. Price 
And that's when the chiropractor and the medical doctor should talk with each other. And this also tells you a lot, chiropractors. Does the MD think it's worth his or her time to spend time with the chiropractor? And if they don't think it's worth their time, you don't work with them. Cut them off. Uh, you know, you don't get to call them in every single case, but something that clearly needs to be addressed. Secondly, why doesn't Dr. Price simply rewrite the report? That's fraud. It's darn near fraud. It certainly becomes a, a big issue that the insurance company is going to use that the, that the doctors in cahoots trying to create facts that are not uh, real. So the solution Dr. Price just gave to us, patient returns for a further workup and a further evaluation. Now, let me ask you a question, Dr. Price. Is it helpful if the chiropractor writes up uh, some questions for you to consider examining in your examination? It is absolutely critical that that occurs. In fact, it's even helpful if, uh, upon the initial visit, uh, the chiropractor sends a referral sheet that says, uh, will you please evaluate you know, C-spine, L-spine, and right shoulder? That way, if the physician forgets to do it, then the chiropractor can refer back to that initial referral sheet and say, hey, by the way, I, I had asked you to look at these things. Can you bring them back and look at them? Then it really kind of puts the ball in the, in the surgeon's court that, oh, yeah, they did ask me to do that right from the beginning. Now, what did you call that, a referral slip? Yeah, it's just a basically uh, just a referral slip or page where uh, the chiropractic uh, doctor will just say, just check off, you know, C-spine, please evaluate C-spine, L-spine, and right shoulder. And, and the so reason they, I really like, yeah. I like those mm-hmm. sheets is because a lot of times uh, the surgeon may start looking at more than that, and if, if the chiropractor is directing the surgeon what to look at, it, it's really, it actually is helpful, and it it's kind of soothing because you know not to chase every complaint the patient may have when they come in that day, but rather stick to that which the chiropractor is directing you to address. This is, uh, I just learned something. I'm adding this to my seminars, and I've never, I've seen doctors write long requests to the MD. I've seen doctors, but I tell you right now, 90% of our doctors in the field do not ask the MD to do anything. I bet 90% of the patients that you see from a, from a chiropractor give you no instructions. Does that sound correct? Well, it, most don't. There's, in fact, I'll bring up Bakersfield. There's a chiropractor here, Dr. Barry, and uh-huh. I, I love I love getting his consults because everyone tells me exactly what to evaluate. It's like mm. only look at like only look at the right knee. So I'll only look at the right knee, and I, you know, anything else the patient talks to me about, I say, well, you're your doctors asked me to just look at the right knee today or look at whatever. And it, it just really focuses, and it, it probably doesn't take longer than 30 seconds to fill that sheet out. And so it's, it really helps. I can tell you, Dr. Barry, we just got a word uh, before the program started, is actually listening to, to you right now. Oh, I, I remember re, remember hearing that. So it was, it was nice that you said something kind. <laughs> But uh, doctors, new protocol, I, you know, Sean Steele has his 50 rules of steel about PI, immutable rules that are permanent and lasting forever. Rule number 51, whenever you refer a patient to a medical doctor, always direct the MD what to look for, what to examine. So that's going to be rule 51. 
and uh, that's uh, it's so obvious to me. I've known that forever, but talking to you, I, it, 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 that that eliminates confusion. You send you send a patient cold turkey, and all you've got is a patient who doesn't understand the biomechanics of the injury, talking about their headaches. What's an orthopedic surgeon to do with a headache other than maybe a you know kind of a referred uh, pain from a, from a cervical spasm? The chiropractor knows what's wrong with the patient. He must, like a general, like like the quarterback, he must give specific directions to the uh, to the MD what to look for. And for example, if Doctor Barry said, "Look only at the right knee," that's it. And a patient says, "No, no, but my neck and in my breast." And no, go back to your chiropractor. I'll be happy to reevaluate you. But today, I'm here to look at your right knee. And that way, that 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 eliminates so many issues. Okay, in the limited time that we have left, I want to talk to you about the uh, the self-referred patients. Patients that refer themselves to, uh, well, basically they're kind of forced to go to their own health clinic. So many times a patient will be sent to a Kaiser uh, emergency room because they're a member of Kaiser, or uh, on their own before they see the chiropractor, they go see the GPs, uh, the, the GP from their uh, from their PPO, and then we get. Well, more than half the time, crappy, crappy notes. I don't even, in fact, I never ask an MD that I don't know for a report because I've been burned so many times. They'll say, well, of course the patient's back hurts. They're seeing a chiropractor. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's so dishonest and corrupt. Or they'll say, well, of course the patient's neck hurts. they got degenerative arthritis. Their neck has hurt for years. And they won't even blame the accident. How do, how do, how does a chiropractor correct that? What can he do? Uh, well, one thing that uh, quite often helps is if the chiropractor uh, gives a heads up or uh, makes sure the patient understands that when they see the surgeon, uh, to let, let's say the patient had a neck problem for 20 years and then they were in an accident, the, the key component is how much pain out of 10 were you having before the accident? And usually the patient will say, well, two to three. And how much are you having after? Okay, now it's six to seven. So what we can say is uh, there's a hundred, you know, basically there's a hundred percent increase in the level of pain or there's an increase in pain from where they were before. Uh, and then if the patient's communicating it that way, then it's it's much easier to document that there's worsening since the accident rather than just if there if the patient isn't aware to communicate that then the surgeon may just say well you had neck pain anyway and you know I guess there's really no difference when in fact there is. Well, I, I like that a lot and 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 I think that's good. My 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 view is that if the patient once you have the patient, I think the uh, chiropractor has to control medical referrals. Don't let it go random. If the patient says, oh, by the way, next week I have a visit with my GP, discourage that, unless you know the GP. Uh, if the patient wants a referral, well, of course, the chiropractor, if it's appropriate, makes the referral to somebody that is forensically trained and that will be uh, uh, that will help the patient rather than just hurt the patient. There's a lot of MDs that would ra rather swallow a... a a broken glass and never testify, so consequently they make themselves, you know, hostile to any personal injury case. Those are the worst kind of MDs to work with, and so try to get your patient to see a pro, what I call pro-chiropractic MD. 
Uh, if it's already been done, guess what? I'll order the records, but I'll never ask for a report. And generally, uh, the records could be weak. They're not really conclusionary, but uh, but they, they they may be hurtful. But you know what? Even more so, you need a, a well-qualified medical doctor who has uh, got the credentials that will see your patient while they have symptoms that will write a report that turns out to be an independent medical evaluation. The chiropractors can get their own IME before the insurance companies uh, use one of their doctors to, to belittle the chiropractic care. So it's important the chiropractors control that before the patient just does it on their own and ruins their own case. Right. There, there's still You still get those occasional patients who they want to see Dr. Jones because he's been their family doctor for 30 years, and, and they're going to go there anyway. And so if you kind of educate that patient to say, okay, well, if you're going to go see him, make sure he understands that, you know, your pain was 2 out of 10 before the accident, and now it's 6 out of 10. So at least, you know, the patient can maybe direct the doctor when, when you don't really have much control over it. That's excellent advice. I'm glad you mentioned that. Many times uh, when the patient uh, does go to a doctor you don't know, you really need to educate the patient of what to say. First of all, you'd be surprised how many patients see their their, Jeep, their, their PPO doctor and don't mention there's a car accident. <laughs> That's bizarre. Don't take that for granted. Many patients forget that. And the and the and the PPO who's busy, he's got he's got to see a hundred patients that day. He's not going to write down. So what I say is, you go in there and you tell him I had a big car wreck on August twenty five. And then you look at the doctor, and if he's not writing it down, you might even suggest, Doctor, would you please write that down in notes? I had a big car wreck. Because, yeah. you know, the MDs may not write anything down, and then consequently six months later, Sean still gets a record, and there's no mention of a car wreck from their own family doctor. And then you talk about the injuries that you got in that case, and you'll go over it with the chiropractor and point out, Make it easy, the three biggest entries, and talk about pain levels, and always mention the car wreck. Because the yeah. MDs are going to, they're going to look for stuff that has no relationship, and, uh, you know, uh, to, to, to the car wreck. So it's, it's a, so the patient has to be their advocate. And I've seen patients that do this uh, smartly, and I got a monster case from Kaiser doctors because the patient made it very clear that his, uh, uh, the internal bleeding uh, in his uh, cranial uh, uh, area was a direct result of an accident that he had. It wasn't some other cause because he kept talking about uh, why why he developed a slow bleed in his brain. Otherwise, it would have been a worthless case. Uh, but the yeah, doctor, I think the, it, the... yeah, I think it's worth it to take you know while you're working with a patient, just take sixty seconds to coach them on stating their condition and accident properly, so whenever they talk to anybody, they, they bring that up just like you're saying. Okay. Well, this this is very helpful. Uh, so, Doctor, can you give us a uh, when you're in the, in the Central California and when you're in Southern California? Yes, that's correct. Are you are you uh, are you generally in a when do you when you when do you find yourself in Newport Beach and Long Beach? What days of the week? Uh, I, yeah, I'm in uh, Long Beach on Mondays, Newport on Tuesdays, and then Bakersfield usually Wednesdays through Fridays. Uh, that that's kind of the basic schedule. Okay, good. So obviously, uh, Orange County is a Tuesday, and and so we we can fig we can figure that out. 
Uh, and I guess that's going to be your set schedule for the next several months because schedules are always changing. Yeah, I think that's going to be for quite some time. That'll be my schedule. Okay, well that 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 sounds good. Well, you'll you'll be speaking at our seminars in the future. If anybody wants to get a hold of you by email, what's the best way? Uh, it's my name, Michael Price seven eight nine at Gmail. Okay, Michael Price. Well, I'm gonna, I'm going to write that down. I, I didn't know that. Okay, seven eight nine at Gmail. Great. Uh, doctors, I'm easy to reach, too. It's uh, Sean Steele at SeanSteele.com for any questions that you may have that were not answered today. Uh, have a look at the uh, latest PI email alert. We're about to send that out in a couple of minutes, but uh, we talk about uh, PI attorneys trying to take your med pay today. We talk about calling the PI lawyer if you got questions on your case. You'd be surprised how few chiropractors actually ever talk to the PI lawyer. They have a duty to talk to you. Uh, you're not taking their time. They should be honored that you're calling them. We talk about how to work with MDs. And then my latest crusade is USAA has decided not to pay your med pay. They have decided that you're, you don't need to get your med pay. And so they're using the big D's, delay, discount, deny. And so we're creating a, we're building a class action against USAA in California. So look at your USAA med pay cases. Open a separate file. Because I want to see if they're paying you or not. If they're not, then you want to talk to us. We also have a survey that we want you to fill out. Uh, it's a it's an automatic computer survey, so it takes two minutes. Uh, we'll be up in Ventura County next, uh, well, in a couple of days. Uh, so if you're in the Ventura County area, uh, that that'll be a nice area. We'll talk about the three-page bulletproof uh, report. Uh, Dr. Michael Price, thank you very much for the service you perform to your patients and for the chiropractic community. Doctors, we'll be seeing you at some future seminar. Uh, but we welcome your questions, and thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Dr. Price. Thank you.